everyone. This is Chris and Sandy with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. And and the crazy part of all this is this is our first show in two weeks because we yes. had a big Nashville trip that we took. And so, you know, it's like right. trying to get all this back organized to get back in the act of doing daily shows again. It's been crazy. Yes, it has been crazy. But who do we have today? We have the amazing Taylor Dane. You may remember her with such major hits as Tell It To My Heart, Say A Prayer, Love Will Lead You Back, and With Every Beat In My Heart, and many more. And we're so excited to have her on the show today. I mean, she was the it girl back in our day. Oh, we're yes. Excited absolutely. to see that she's going to make a comeback. We believe that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so okay. Taylor, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We, we definitely love having you on. It's, a, it's yeah. an honor to have you. It here. is. Thank you so much. So as you know, um, we're in this crazy COVID era right now. Oh, yes. Um, how has COVID affected what you do? And what are what have you done to kind of maneuver this crazy new maze? Well, I'm, I'm a touring artist, you know. I mean, this is what we do. It's completely altered any musician what that's all we do is tour and and you know it's completely altered everything can you guys see me you went blank went blank exactly what i'm asking oh. you ah uh, there you go. yeah we can oh yes so sorry oh, yeah. no problem exactly our complete, our complete industry went blank so our complete <laughs> industry has gone our complete industry has of touring has stopped um it's been a very, in our lifetime, you know, I talked to my parents, which I'm so blessed they're still here. And um, this is the equivalent of, of a pandemic for them. You know, right. this, is a, this is war. This is, this is a, a, a different era of time where things completely shut down and where everybody needs to come together as we are learning and, 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 and how we have this last year and how vaccine, how this vaccine is so vitally important and how we're all yeah. coming together and how we must unify yes. and, and come together as a world you know all cultures all all dominions we, we must understand that united we we will um defy this you know most definitely mm -hmm. but yeah how has it affected me completely unilater unilaterally <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know we just got to see her mom for the first time in over a year yeah almost yeah. two years Yes. So, yeah. I mean, everything that our doing this was completely done wasn't happening. <clears throat> and the crazy part on the flip side, um, COVID has actually been a blessing, so to speak, on some fronts. Like um, we launched this show January of 2020. So a couple months before COVID. Right. And our original plan for last year was 100 interviews. We thought if we could do that. Like, wow, that would be a lot of interviews. And we thought interviews. that would be pushing it. 100 mm -hmm. interviews in one year. And then COVID happens. Yeah. And as I watched the whole entertainment industry start to shut down, I told Sandy, I was like, you know, this may be the right time for our show because artists yeah. like you're going to need a place to talk and we're going to give it Correct. to them. And because Correct. of that, we did over 300 interviews last year. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, we were home and in place and you're right. It, it is. And, and also, you know, I mean, more television productions. I mean, I think over time, the first six months for me was a real experiment. It was like mm -hmm. my stillness of my body. I hadn't been home in 25 years. Oh, wow. wow. Not moving, not touring, not doing, right. you know. Um, 
closer to 30, to be honest, right? I'm, oh, I'm wow. at my 30 year anniversary of deeply of Tell It To My Heart. And so it was really this pleasant, wow, not having, not moving, not doing, not having to be on that tour bus. That had to be tough. To be on that plane, you know? Right. Nobody has, nobody can. Nobody can. <laughs> and yet this connection over this time that, you know, we thrive for, you know, I, I guess there's blessings and curses, you know, I mean, there really is, there really, really is, you know, there's this, this form of that we bonded so close with our family and then it got to, mm -hmm. this, you know, this place where we're, and some family members where we couldn't see it all as, as you understand and, and family mm -hmm. that's further across the country and further and further distant lands that we can't connect to, you know, and, and yeah. friends, mm -hmm. friends, that's family, you know, and, and other situations like that, where it's much more difficult. Um, and I understand that. And, you know, and over time, and, and for me, my, my fans are my family. Most yes, definitely. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, something I've noticed, and I think that, the, that this is going to be the new trend, I think, as we start to move in and get to some normalcy coming, because I think that's all coming by next year, um, where concerts and all that are coming. You know, I think, you know, you, you know, a lot of artists, they're using the technology now where you can pay ten, five bucks, 10 bucks for an online concert. I think the new way is going to be you're going to be at a concert. You're going to do your thing from a live <laughs> audience, but you're also going to stream it for the people that can't be there. Of course. I think that's the new way now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how they did it for sporting events and every other event. Of course, with live artists and with musicians, it's always the last, the last hoorah. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. It will. <coughs> exactly. Like find out how to make a nickel and how to control it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? Because you've been doing this for a long time. I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could actually be a career for you? Oh my goodness. I was five. This oh, wow. I think um, I discussed it in my book. Um, I was that little girl running around with that radio, that little radio, that little transistor radio. Mm -hmm. I heard those voices and it was, you know, Stevie Wonder or Karen Carpenter or uh, whoever those voices were yeah. on the radio. And their lives sounded so pure and so beautiful and so ethereal and so happy. I want to go with them. I want to be with them. I want to go where they go. Take me with you. <laughs> and um, to the land of when you saw them on TV, they were smiling. They were happy. Mm -hmm. Never mind that we didn't know what in the world was going on underneath all that. But that's right. the land of Hollywood. That's the land of entertainment. That's that's what we see. And as a child, I just knew that that was for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Music and, just re resonated with me so deeply. And, you know, and speaking of that, I always like to talk about that side of it. You know, a lot, a lot of people, that they see the glory of mm -hmm. your Blake Shelton's, of your Miranda, your Carrie's and all that. But they don't see the grind, <laughs> the sacrifice, the tears, the struggle that it takes not just to get to their level and even and your level, but even at a lower level where it's where you're just making it. Yeah. Um, 
And I always want to talk about that side of it because almost nobody does. They kind of sugarcoat it. So tell us about some of the sacrifices at the beginning of your career that you made that kind of helped you leap bound ahead of a lot of people. Well, it's all that because there is no overnight stardom. I know people think how much that it's not possible. I know we watch these TV shows and we believe that somehow that girl just made it there into that, you know, the Carrie's, whatever we're discussing, or, you know, the, the Kelly's, you know, Kelly mm -hmm. Carson, yes. it's just not. Um, I grew up in New York, so my, I, I didn't grow up on a, on a, on a necessarily a ranch or a farm. I grew up in a house, in a household mm -hmm. in Long mm -hmm. Island. I, I actually, I, I started in New York City in the Bronx, and then we made our way to Long Island because they needed to have more space because we had three children. And, um, and I have to say, um, it starts when you, you have a dream, you have a notion in your head. I started with just staring at my piano teacher in kindergarten class. And then she put me, and then somehow I ended up in the choir. And then that put, took me into, I just knew, like, I'm going to be in every, every crap hole in the city. I'm going to play in every crap hole in the city. I'm going to continue to do whatever it needs to do until I'm famous, until I somebody hears my voice. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I played every band, every bar, and um, and not just indis indiscriminately. I, I worked my way from one band to the next, and there was two of them. One was called The Next, the other was Felony. All original music until you figure it's a puzzle. It's all pieces of a puzzle. And yeah, usually you're 18, 17, 16. You're figuring out the songs. You're figuring out how. And you're, 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 there's this, this fire inside you. And there's this thing inside you that if you don't get through this, you'll just die. You'll just, you have to get through this until somebody sees you. Until this, and you just don't know when it'll end and when it'll end, but you're going to just keep going until it, go, it ends. Until you're, and then one magical moment. <laughs> I don't even know how that magical moment ever happened. <laughs> and I guess for me, it was Tell It To My Heart, but it was like the first sort of single I ever really, it wow. wasn't really, but uh, I had Tell Me Can You Love Me, and I had another single that I put out, I'm the one you want, but those were 12 inches, those were considered, but you really have to put the, you know, I, I was working in a Russian club by then, I was 21, and I was putting my money where my mouth is, and we were putting my money behind it, and my father would put my, my father's the one that gave me six grand to do Tell It To My Heart, I mean, oh, we were already wow. doing 12 inches. We were already doing, you know, KTU was, was a big radio station in New York. And we already knew how to launch this stuff. We already were getting backers. We already were, not backers, but we already were going to the promo people and going straight to the clubs and getting them played on the, the midnight shows. And we at least knew how to do that. I mean, yeah. it's a hustle yeah. and a flow. It really is. So somebody asked, what's your favorite restaurant in New York? Now? God. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew Leprechaun TV. <laughs> now is now. <laughs> but but yeah, the sacrifice, you know, that's what a lot of people and I always like I to talk about. Sacrifice is the only thing you know. You're blinded by the lights. Yes. So you're asking somebody now, 30 years later, that has all these other visions in front of her, right? I've uh -huh. mm -hmm. responsibilities. But when you are only you, that's the greatest time to just be like a Ugh. And and see, we know exactly what you went through because with our show and it's growing, 
you know, we have the same dreams and goals that an artist has is a different platform because we want to be the Bobby Bones, the Kelly Clarkson show, mm -hmm. you know, and all that, you know, so, and so that's what we're striving for. So it's like, you know, we, we try to balance, we got two kids, which you'll hear from our nine year old later because we always yes. bring him on the show, but we, you know, with two kids, a well, show. He's to go feed himself. <laughs> but we, you know, we got so much. Nah, but, I mean, but we got so much stuff. I mean, yes, we have our side job and everything to keep yeah. us going, and, yeah. and 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 so it's like one of it's the things, you know, definitely. And you know, we we we've launched the show sixteen months ago, and although we've had great guests, we are not at the point of where it's making money yet. So we have to keep doing this, and you know, we so we feel just like you know, so many artists come on our show who are rising. And I feel like we can empathize with them because we're oh, going definitely. through the exact same roller coaster emotions that they are. Mm. Incredible. And but we love it. We you know it's funny. We, it. we wouldn't strong. imagine we wouldn't imagine wouldn't this any other way. Thing. Yeah. I mean, it's what not. was that like at the beginning? You know, going through this magical moment because you'll never have that magical moment again. You know. You know, because it it can only happen at the very beginning where you don't know if it's going to make it. You don't know what. How did you get through those moments of doubt? Because everybody has them. You, mm, it can't be real. And look, it then it didn't. It pulled out. It can't be real because you'll just die if it doesn't. You'll you just just you just won't. Yes, I've been to Cat's Deli. It's closed. <laughs> I'm a Jew from Long Island, of course. I, I was there, but um, <laughs> the sandwiches were this like one side, half a sandwich was wow. this big. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, wow. There's this feeling inside me, but when you read my, like, let me show the cover of the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Parts in this book. Um. When you get to do 30 years and you're celebrating a 30 year anniversary and you're, you know, this, the title of this book is how I lost my shit, not how mm -hmm. I gained it. How I lost my shit, right. conquered my fear and found my voice. Wow. Uh, tell it to my heart, Taylor Dane. Um, there's so many moments in a career, right? There's not, I, I, I think you could talk to anybody, the most successful artist in the world and you will see there's peaks, there's valleys, there's, there's so many moments in a career. And, and um, the greatest highs I had when you're saying, what would it have been like if I didn't have them, then we couldn't sit here and celebrate them or we couldn't sit here and talk about them and I wouldn't acknowledge and I wouldn't be able to, to know what that feeling is. That feeling was if I didn't break out of Long Island or New York, um, my dream was so neat, I needed it so badly. It was, it was inside of, it was, it was, um, physical. And, and I love what you're saying there. Cause again, we're, we feel this because, you know, oh, when, when we launched this show, you know, we had no idea that we would, now I always knew one day we'd, we would have a big show. I, and I always knew that some of the people we've had on the show, including yourself, we would eventually have on. I just didn't know it would happen in 16 months yes. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, it happened so fast so when you finally got that moment to where tell it to my heart came and it just exploded how did you feel at that point all that work that you put in 
all that work, it looked like was finally paying off. Well, this is with my voice. You know, this is my voice that I've been work. You know, my voice has been with me since forever. And I've been working with my voice. It's not just a, a, a payoff on a song. You know, this is the voice I lived with since I'm five, six, seven and and, and molded and 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 people believed in or didn't believe in you know there's this isn't something you just see it's like mm -hmm. it's like when you you know if i could hit the ball and it did exactly what people thought it would do go out of park put points on a board i'd be paid a certain salary right if it did it yeah, right exactly. multiple times but that's not how it works in music it's like you have to make certain notes that have to become certain hits and they have to develop into certain sounds if this is not this is not a yellow brick road, right? It's not a science to this, mm -hmm. but you can take magic in a bottle where there's science with hitting and playing a sport where you, it's magical, right? There's talent, so much incredible uh, talent involved. Same thing when it comes to something like this with a gift. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you, you really have to, th these are called outliers, right? So yeah, yeah. this nature, when you're this kind of outlier, so you, you can't compare. You try to take athlete sports like this kind of actor and, and, and like really put it into this kind of mental space. And that's why one of those greatest books is called The Outliers, because you really have to understand what greatness is. Great book. Oh, yeah. Greatness. What it takes. Those kind of hours. Like what, what kind of. And it's a mental. It's a. It's yeah, 10,000 hours to be an expert. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had put that in probably by 15. Wow. wow. Think about it. Mm -hmm. I was a student of the of the vocal game, right? And then when I wasn't, and then even if I wasn't, by the time I was twenty one, I was in that Russian club, and they had me on that stage like pounding me. I was like mm -hmm. the Beatles. If I didn't by then, then they pounded it into me, and I was in that that top forty band for like eight hours a night. Wow. Oh, wow. Night after night after night, and then mm -hmm. then I got those then I got those chops under my belt, and then I was like, eh. and if it wasn't after those eight hours, then it was after those, then it was at five in the morning when I was going to record with Rick Wake, mm. and then mm -hmm. it tells my heart those hours after that, and but that's by twenty, so imagine all the hours before that. Wow, because mm. so that's the part that people don't see. Compounding, compounding. And that's the part. And, and again, on our show, I always want to talk about that side of it because the people, your average person who listens to music or watches TV for actors, they don't see the behind the scenes part of all this. They yeah, don't see what goes really into. And, and, you know, because some people are like, you know, I'll just stream music because it's free. I'll never buy anything. And I'm always, and I always telling them, you realize if, if, if music's never bought, then artists can't make a living when artists can't make a living you're going to get crappy music and people don't yeah. understand that so i always love to hear the stories hear the sacrifices that people make because i think that that's one of the most under talked um thing in music is the sacrifices that y'all make for the public yeah it's a strange i don't know if I made it for anybody other than it's what I desired and because it's what I thought I saw and it was my calling, right? That was my, mm -hmm. that was my thing.
and I and what I saw was that it was revered, right? And it was and and when I was good at it, people acknowledged it, and it made people really happy. Wow. Okay. At so, least you found it young, because you know sometimes it takes people, you know, yeah, like with this show. I feel like you know we're in our zone with this show. But I'm about to be 50 years old this year. So it's like I'm just now finding that one thing found it in their 40s. That, you know, that that mm -hmm. I believe can make us something out there that I never realized. And again, I never even realized I would like any. If you'd have told me 10 years ago that we would rerun a show like this, I don't laugh because oh, that ain't in my cards. I wouldn't do I wouldn't like that. And here it is. I can't get enough of it. Interesting. <laughs> So, so it, it's just crazy sometimes as you go through life um, that you try this and you try that and, and all of that. So speaking of that, what are some hobbies you do outside of music that kind of help build you as a whole person? Hmm. Well, one for sure is uh, I'm very, um, I'm very connected. I, I love interior design. People don't awesome. realize that. So I like, uh yeah design interiors um i'm not going to say necessarily flipping homes but i've been known to do it and i design my own homes um as well as i'm very uh uh centered in nature so one of my biggest and much is say just the hiking aspect of it so i'm an adventurer so yeah yeah um more so when my kids were much younger and prior to their birth, you know, I was taking off. It wasn't uncommon for me to take off on these big kind of big, small journeys where it was small in terms of, of I traveled the world, but I felt like I saw nothing. Does oh, that wow. make sense? Yeah. It does. So I started going back. Like a blur. Yeah. yeah. I mean, by 35, I could have said to you, yeah, I saw everything, but I saw nothing. So I started wow. going backwards and it was this kind of like prayer time for me where I started to walk these trails, like some of the most important um, national parks, if you will. But, mm -hmm. you know, through some of my friends that were now graduating college <laughs> and I've been at the peak, some of the peaks of my career. Huh. And I, I was like, oh, they're just getting their jobs, you know, and I'm like, just tell me where some great trailheads are and I'll rent like a, a beautiful casita and like certain places and, you know, up in Boulder or in Estes Park. And so being gravitationally pulled to the earth and, and having this real, if some people ask me, what would your other, I would go, I go, I don't know, maybe I would have been a, 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 a state, a, a park ranger. <laughs> you know what? You know, yeah. what's funny is um, a lot of the interviews that you see with the big, big artists um, of Love today. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a lot of the big interviews you see of the day, hosts always ask the artists, what would you be doing if you didn't make it in music? And, you know, the, you know something I've noticed that's a common denominator answer is most artists have always said, I would probably be a broke musician because I had no plan B. This was it. This was my, what I was supposed to do. Well, I don't know about that. I'd be um, flipping houses and I would definitely, 
I don't like all that. I'd be probably in um, Italy ah. as well. And um, you know, being broke is not no fun either. True. <laughs> True. We know that one. We know that. <laughs> you know, and try trying to build a show with no backing and all that and, and grassroots. It, it's all grassroots for what we do. And you know what? We love it. We love but you it. know what? When we get there, on a we'll be able to look back at some of these moments and be like, wow, you know, we did that. Of course. Of course. Just like when you look back, what are some of your wow moments? When, when you look back on your career so far, what are some moments that really highlight you? that you feel well this oh goodness um well i mean you can always go back to the beginnings right and then there's just mm -hmm. i mean even just recently is just my goodness just this last year you know just just coming i mean just even the mass singer that was just so wow to wow yeah you at just doing the you know just coming out and just making it to the finals and just coming to the end and just taking off a mask for <laughs> millions of people and you're like oh my gosh you know that was just so amazing and getting as far as i did and yeah everybody's faces and that was just an amazing reveal in this COVID crazy time yeah, and working like that, it was really amazing. And to be popcorn and to dress in, in that beautiful costume every day and just to be, you know, it, it was, it was just this fantastic fantasy, you know, um, yeah. mm -hmm. to being back in the studio now and working on some incredible new music with Greg Field and, oh, and wow. um, yeah, I'm, I'm really just in this very creative spot right now. Um, just very exciting time, you know, really, truly. So someone asked, do you have any memories of playing in Cleveland? <laughs> no, but the ducks. I remember going, what are those Sunday, the ducks, when you eat the brunch? <laughs> the Duffy? Was it the Duffy? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Um, now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the artists uh, in mm -hmm. you, but they don't see the teams behind you. And in my, in our opinion, they don't get the love they deserve. No, they do. On our show, they get a little love. So if you want to take a few moments, just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Well, that's most, that, that's truly important. So there's your um, publicists, right? There's people that work now. We have, we have such a social media team. That's important. Your management, your um, a lot of that has been, you know, um, your booking, your touring. Um, a lot of that's been very quiet right now. You know, while we're we're just trying to navigate ourselves through the industry right now that's been so closed. But the team behind me, um, yeah, management, publisher, publishing, pub, you know, publicist. Um, yes. Publishers, um, social media. Yeah, we love publicists oh. because they, yeah, they are what help us bring people like you on. They do. Yes, We've worked with a lot of great. We have a lot of great PR yes. friends, and we love them. And, oh, and that's what the great thing about the industry is: as you mm -hmm. start developing these um, contacts within the industry, they they become friends to you. They do. Oh, amazing! Yeah, amazing, amazing. amazing. <laughs> 
And you know, speaking of um, team members, we have a third co-host, our little yes, nine-year-old. Yes, we do. His that, name is Christopher. Oh that we allow him to come on and ask yes, three he's questions. he's a huge music fan. So he's going to she, go, she's gonna go get him. We got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her in the show too because we are a family two affair show. Two years old. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. All my friends have kids that are in college and we've got a two-year-old. <laughs> well, God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not the same um, being almost 50 with a two-year-old. That's for sure. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They'll keep us young if they don't break my oh, back in the yeah. meantime. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> While she's going really far to find the nine-year-old. Yeah, he's, he's just right in the other room. <laughs> I I hear him coming now. Oh, what's what's his name? What's your his name's name? Christopher. Christopher. Hi. Hi, Taylor Dane. Oh, I love it. All kids call me Taylor Dane. Full name. Christopher, <laughs> <laughs> why you call me Taylor Dane, not just Taylor? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, what's your favorite food? Italian. Mm. Ooh. Yum. <laughs> Isn't it yummy? Yes. You like pasta, right? And don't oh, see yes, I, yes, I do. Isn't pasta incredible? Because what's yes. your favorite? Mine is pizza. I knew it was going to be pizza, so that's why I said not just pizza. <laughs> make pasta. I can make you a sauce, a red sauce, spaghetti, and some meat sauce. Ooh. Ooh. Yum. Yum. Okay, so what's your favorite TV show? Oh, it changes a lot because I watch a lot of um, uh, series, right? So but yeah. I finish them. I binge a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What's so yours? Mine is, mine is SpongeBob. Oh, my God. Love SpongeBob. Who's your favorite <laughs> character on there? SpongeBob or uh, Squidward? Who's your favorite? Uh, I, I think Patrick. He likes Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> yeah. We love Patrick. Sally's great, too. Yes. And what's been cool about all, all of this is um, he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon shows. So we've been able to bring a lot of the people he looks up to on there onto our show for him to talk to. That's awesome. I'm like, I wish I'd have had that when I was a kid, you know. <laughs> so one, I, I mean, SpongeBob all the way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. What's your favorite movie? Ooh. Well, when I was young or now? Huh. Uh, both. Oh, well, there was a movie when I was young called um, Born Free that really huh. was was amazing for me. And Bambi, wow. kind of like wow. a kid's movie for you at the time. It's movie? And what's yours? Mine, mine is uh, Dominion movies. Okay. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, he loves it. Even Caitlin, our two-year-old, she when she sees the little yellow minions in any place, she just yeah. laughs and points. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, of course. Bye, Dane. <laughs> Bye, <Yeah>. Dane. <laughs> <laughs> Tell they, you, they just call you Taylor Dane. Bye, Dane. That's crazy. <laughs> Bye, Christopher. <clears throat> So you've done this for a long time. What's one of your, I mean, like, it's hard to, I'm sure there's a thousand of these, but tell um, us a fan story where a fan done something above and beyond in your career. And you just thought, wow. Oh, goodness. 
There's so many great ones. I mean, just where they'll pick you up or they'll, you know, they're like, I'll pick you up. Don't worry. You're, <laughs> they'll meet you someplace. They'll pick you up. Even if you're like, no, no, don't need to. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. There's always just so many. Fans are incredible. incredible. What would you, you know, what would you say is one of the hardest parts to what you do now compared to what it was when you were um, younger with this? You know, because again, music's changed through the years. Yes. So what's the difference between now and then? Um, well, I think it's about, it, I think we all see how it's evolved. It's, it's, it's changed completely. It, it's evolved from, it's a digital world. I mean, it's completely mm. digitized. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all, and it's, and it's completely, um, we're online. I mean, there was no, I started in 1988. There was no wife. There was no Wi-Fi. There was no internet. There was no <laughs> cell phones. We remember again. Yeah, our little one can't believe we had no cell phones. Yes. When we were young, no internet, no, no cell phones. CDs. Mm-hmm. So my industry has changed multiple times within it and my music has changed and therefore my, the communication has changed and the payment has changed. The industry has changed the form of, you know, how artists are leveraged or changed. There's a lot of great, good and ugly, good, bad and ugly. You always say that, you know, there's the, you know, good, bad, and ugly is what makes the oh, whole industry. Yeah. And, and, and I hate that you have to go through all that, but it's at the same time, weird that in this industry of all industries, we do because we're considered so much property. And so our intellectual property is just so many other people's besides our own. Yeah, because that's the crazy part about the industry is, you know, once you mm -hmm. sign with a label, in most cases, they own you instead of you owning your own self. And you're the one making all the money for them. Yeah, or making the art. Yeah, yeah. very strange. Mm -hmm. Like the songwriter, especially the songwriter. That, that, you know, what depresses me a little bit with the industry, especially with the streaming, is the songwriters. You know, without the songwriter, you don't have a song. And they oh, pour yes, their so heart, important. you know. So they neat. pour their hearts into these songs that they create and it's like it's getting less and less for them at all in this whole crazy industry. It's got to go to Congress. That's got to go all the way back to the beginning of time. And it's just yeah. so, it's, it's antiquated. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So old regime. <laughs> is that mm -hmm. definitely on that so um where do you know you got to always have goals no matter where you've been so where you, you want to see yourself in five years what's the plan <laughs> well i got my plan you got yours um, <laughs> yeah yeah um i can show you my vision board it's pretty it's pretty fierce sure. it's in the uh, other room now it's really beautiful and it's small and condensed now. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. In the center of it, it says divine order. Oh, oh wow. Well. Um, myself out of trying to puppeteer and mastermind the whole yeah. thing and understand that there is a divine order to it all. And I do have my musts and what I 
my dreams and my my awakenings and what and my home and the luxury I do want and the things that I I really do need to feel good and 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 the beauty of my home and the you know the aesthetics that I do need and and the placement and, and where I need to feel safe and and loved and 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 cared for and the hit making and the success that I need to feel and the, the places where I need to do that and the creatives where it needs to be. Um, yeah. yeah. And where I need to do that in my music and my art and my, in television and with my voice, certainly. And staying fit and healthy and, and, you know, emotionally, mentally and physically, these are the things and I groundwork that. So I try to put that all in a vision, in a vision board and a vision and, 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 and look at that daily. Because that's what you you know, look at that, take it in, and remember that. Absolutely. It's easy to get lost. Yes. So how would you say your music has evolved from the beginning, from Tell It To My Heart, to what you're currently working on? Hopefully, it's going right back into the soul. It's going heart. And now it's going into the soul. Love that. You got what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. It's not too far from the truth where it started. Right. Not too far. Because yeah. that people have always said, wow, when you sing, it's just like, wow, passion, yeah. heart, passion. And now we're going right into the soul. Going oh. right into the bam. So this time I'm taking no prisoners. <laughs> I love, love that. that. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Formidable. One of the greatest voices of all time. Yes. And, and you know, we can tell the passion that you have for all this. And that's the thing I think that makes difference um, Mm -hmm. entertainment versus some of the other jobs out there. Because when you look at people working their nine to five, and nothing wrong with nine to five, so don't c- come shoot me bad emails. <laughs> if that's right. what you want to do, that's great. Nothing. But you know, a lot of people they just don't have the passion for what they're doing. But when you're in that creative mode, like yourself, it's like you never. It's like instead of losing the passion through the years, you actually gain more passion. And we can see that. We can see that. And that's the great thing about music. You know, you know, music moves people. Music's healing. Yes, it's so healing. I know it's been a very healing force in my life at different times. Yeah. Is there a moment in your life where you felt like the music was healing you? And tell us about that. Yes. I learned that through my audience. I can only explain it that way. And I only understood that once I was in a, once I was in a reciprocity with my fans. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, I had to go backwards. And I don't mean really backwards, but I had yeah. to understand when I was at my most depleted <clears throat> touring and things like that. I said, I don't know if right. I can keep doing this. And I was with working with a, um, life coach and we were talking and she goes i need you to step at those very moments that you're done and you give your last breath on stage and i need you to take that first moment when you go ah 
and look at look at everybody take it in mm -hmm. often i never used to take it in wow. i couldn't wow. take it in right listen can you and then i want you to press something on your body like a pressure point like it's just just all these things yeah to allow this in and when the when they're coming when your fans are with you and there's this moment of reciprocity and it started i started to go with them and they go with me and and it became this beautiful i started to understand and that's when you get it well, that's when I got it. And that's when I understood <clears throat> what I saw when I went to a show, what I mm -hmm. felt. Mm -hmm. And you can only do that when you're in that seat and when you're in that place. Because people always ask me, what does it feel like to be on stage? <laughs> what does it feel like to be in that space, to look at your fans, you know? And I go, Oftentimes you're in the motion, you're in, you're in motion, you know, but mm -hmm. this is what this feels like. It is, there's this nothing like space it. when you're at the, I don't know, but there is this holiness at the end when all is not at the end end, but there's this yeah. holiness yeah. and that is the grace of God, the grace of all. Yes. The grace of everything. It is yep. holiness. Mm -hmm. Amen. It is yeah. something. Because I, I remember, and it's funny that we're doing this show because, you know, for in our 18 years of marriage and you know, talking about God and stuff, this kind of led us to this show and we just never knew it. Um, we would be out on the street and we ended up in conversations. And if I'm in a conversation with somebody, I'm talking about stranger now, not oh, yes. not um, people that I know. And this still happens. And it, and it still it happens. Stay, yeah. But it was funny because I would end up in a conversation. If we get two, three minutes and it goes deep a little bit, Sandy would know we're there 60 minutes. Oh, no questions about yeah. it. And she'd get upset sometimes, roll her eyes sometimes. We, we laugh about it now because I did this thousands and thousands and thousands of times in our 18 years of marriage and now we're like oh that was god preparing us for this show we just yeah. didn't know at the time because now i get to have all these awesome conversations with artists like you and actors and all that and we're just sitting here like we're just two people that just taking this in and yeah we're just music fans entertainment fans ourselves and we feel so privileged to get to do this I understand. <laughs> like, like, you know, I remember the very first show we did, January 3rd of 2020. We actually made it that date because that was my mom's birthday. She passed away years ago, but I wanted yeah. to honor her with our first show. And I remember we had two interviews that day and we got off that show. And I remember telling Sandy, I was like, this is it. This is what we're supposed I just knew it at that moment. After those, I was like, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is what God called us to do. And here we are, 16 months later, still doing it. Beautiful. <clears throat> so what's next for you? A couple of Grammys and getting through this and getting back out there and um, uh, moving forward with management work and decision making and uh and locking and loading that's what's next in this awesome. new record awesome i love yeah. that 
Now, let's say as we come to a close here, we won't take up much more of your time. Right. But as we come to a close here, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they've got something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that mm -hmm. it factor. But they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows. So this would be pre-COVID advice. So keep that in mind. But they've played 40 or 50 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But but they've gotten on stage and they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them. And they know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Taylor, I know I'm called to do this on stage. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next few years? knowing what you know now and it's not what advice it's like what relationships would you try to get them guide them to i mean that's really what it is you know so important. and that's so on point because what yeah. i notice is the connections is what makes the artist a lot of times nowadays that's all it ever was i mean it's really what relationship and i'm not going to say it's what i mean unless they're doing it for themselves they're doing it in-house they're doing their own distribution and they're doing it with their own team i mean it's that it's the relationship is what they're doing if they're doing it in-house and they can do it because now you can do it in-house you can do it with your own yeah. team you can do it with your own resources if they have their own resources and their own team and they're set up that way and they're financially capable of and they have those resources and they can boost and they can do all that and they understand their social media team is that good and and the distribution, yeah. Yeah, Joe from Square Table said that, you know, you're the best guest in the world. And you are. We agree. <laughs> if you could relay any message to your fans, what would you want to tell them? I am um, I'm forever grateful to my fans. And this is Taylor Dean, and we're going to have a great year. We're having a great year. Yeah. Love that. So Love now that. as we close here, tell everybody how they can get your book and how they can reach out to mm -hmm. you through social media and all that. Follow me on Amazon, you know, follow, get the book, tell it to my heart on Amazon. Follow me at real Taylor Dean, go to taylordean.com. Check out all the good stuff on Instagram, IG, right? The real Taylor Dean face. Yes. Up, right. Yeah, absolutely. Go check it out. Yeah, YouTube and the YouTube and new and the new stuff on Dane's Den, which is this new project I'm working on, which is going up on oh, YouTube. Wow. That's, That's on my funny. channel. That's been a lot of fun. Oh, you wow. See, you can see clips of that on yeah on my Instagram and then my uh on my Facebook. Yeah, it's been really that great. is awesome. And you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. Trying to keep live music in the in the in doing it in my back studio. There you uh -huh. go. <laughs> but you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. And we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Thank you, guys. My pleasure. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Thanks. Take care.